This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 045, Night Rider. I recall the situation clear, we're standing in a crowded car. Like Evil Woman, Night Rider was put together in three separate global locations. The main track was recorded at the Delane Leia Studios in Wembley, England. The orchestra recording was added at the Musicland Studios in Munich, Germany, and the female backup vocalists were recorded at the record plant in New York City. For the first time since Roy Wood was a member on the first album, somebody other than Jeff Lynne sings lead on an ELO song. New bass guy Kelly Grokid puts his vocal talents front and center in the first two lines of the second verse. Always the pioneer, Jeff Lynne sampled himself from the song. In the liner notes for the 2006 remaster Face the Music, Jeff wrote, I took the high string part of Knight Rider that climbs up to a climax and used it backwards in Evil Woman as a big effect. I was amazed when it slotted in seamlessly. In a Facebook post on an ELO page, backup singer Marge Raymond wrote, Jeff and Kelly knew exactly what they wanted. I was to sing along with Kelly. On the part where he sings Desolation Degradation Row, listen in the background. You hear strings, but it's also our voices emulating the string parts. I thought that was simply genius on Jeff Lynne's part. Vocals that emulate string parts. Brilliant! At the very end of the tune, I came up with a tag part, Night Rider Baby. Jeff didn't use it. At this point in the session, Jeff would just let me sing anything I came up with, and he made the decision to use it or not use it when he did the final mix of the record. In a February 16th, 2007 review of the remastered albums released in 2006, Rob Horning wrote, The slow-building Night Rider shifts through enough different catchy parts for several songs, but develops none of them into something truly memorable. The song was released as a single in England in March 1976. The single version was cut down from 426 to 341. It did not make the charts. Night Rider was covered in 1977 by Tufano and Jim Band. It was sampled in Arangus Race the Moon by Mystic Journeyman in 1999, Mess It Up by Kurashi in 2008, and The Exclusive by Mad Lib and Guilty Simpson featuring M.E.D. in 2010. Michael, I'm picking up something quite strange. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. So, Knight Rider. Jeff Lynne owns a car and it does really cool things and he writes a song about it. I could be wrong about that, though. Um, I don't know. I could... I didn't know if this was about a car or if it's just about a woman who likes going out at night. It could be that, too. Hard to say, really. It's such mysterious lyrics and hard to find information about songs. So Knight Rider is actually, getting past all this screwing around that we're doing, 
uh, or as I'm calling it, padding it out, because I don't think we really have much to say. Uh, it's actually about the first band that Jeff Lynne was in, the first band that actually got a little bit of money from. This was pre-Idol Race. And it's a, it's kind of a weird song for me. I'm not saying weird like it's some sort of bizarre avant-garde kind of thing. When I think about the song, I'm kind of like, eh, it's, it's okay, I don't hate it. I've never had a desire to rush to the, the stereo or uh, MP3 player and, oh, I gotta hear Knight Rider. It's just been there and I'm okay with it. But then when it comes on just randomly or listening to the album, it's like, oh, I like that. And then it goes away. So <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with it. I wouldn't say it's the stellarest track from Face the Music, but when you put it up against Battle of Marston Moor, it's, it's actually pretty good. Well, I liked parts of it. The part with his vocals and the strings at the beginning, yeah, I didn't know exactly where it was going at that part. Then it gets into the more of the chorus, and I like the chorus, even though I'm trying to place it in my head. It sounds like something similar I might have heard at some point. But I really don't know where to place it. And then from there, the verses and chorus, yeah, they're good. Um, it surprised me when I was looking up some information to try and find out a little bit more about the song. How many people were stumbling over themselves to praise this as <laughs> saying, hey, this is even better than Evil Woman, and this is the best song on the album. And I, hmm. I'm thinking, okay, is it just my ears are not tuned to the 70s or something like that? Because this is, it's not a horrible song. It's just a typical song you would find on almost any album in the 1970s. It just has that ELO strings that are on there, and that really is about it. And the only other notable thing that's about the song is it's the first time we got Kelly Grucat on vocals. Yes. Yeah, it's it's not a bad song, but it's not a song that really does a whole lot for me. It's okay. Now, here is something I didn't know before we started doing this, and I started looking up a lot of the information. I didn't know anybody but Jeff Lynne had ever done vocals on any of the ELO songs, other than Roy Wood, of course, in the first album. Right. And so it surprised me when I started hearing that Kelly Grucat had actually performed a lot of vocals on many of the classic ELO albums. He did. I new. I mean, I've been deeper into ELO than you for decades, so yeah, I would know that. And I've seen concert stuff where Kelly is singing while Jeff kind of hangs back. I had heard a rumor once. No, it's not a rumor. I saw it. I saw it in the concert video for Rock Aria, or Rock Aria. I suppose we'll find out more of that title when we get to it, that Kelly is singing the opera part. So Kelly really has quite a good voice if he can sing that opera part that a lady had sung during the recording session. So he's, he's actually got some pretty good talent there. The thing is, yeah, I had I didn't even know it was two people singing on this until I was reading about the song, and then I had to go back and, oh, yeah, you can t kind of tell a little bit there. Yeah. I think the reason I couldn't tell, really, is because his voice is not too different than Jeff Lynn's, at least the way he pitches his voice and everything on many of the songs, it's really hard to tell that it's two different vocalists in a lot of cases. Oh yeah. Have you ever heard Am I a Dreamer? Probably. Which album is it off of? Well, it's a Kelly Groquette solo album from 1982. Oh, no. I have not heard it. No. Okay. If you did not know any better, you would think that, oh, this is an ELO song from 1982. <laughs> Did I really see you? Is it a dream? 
something slightly different about it that doesn't sound like solid ELO, especially for that time. But hearing it, if I didn't know any better, I would say, that's Jeff Lynne, or ELO. When I first heard it, and it wasn't until, I don't know, about 10 or 12 years ago that I first heard Am I a Dreamer, my thinking was Kelly Groquette is doing a solo album to like separate himself from ELO, do his own thing, not leave the group yet, but soon. I would think he would want to be Kelly Groquette, not I'm Kelly Groquette from ELO and here's my ELO sounding record. I would think he would want to do something that sounds different from what you've been established as, but it sounds almost like 90% dead on ELO. Uh, so this was released as a single, not in America. There's really not much else to say except that it bombed. I've never heard it, but what I read, they really butchered the single edit of the song. And again, stop. I mean, I suppose like my words can't transmit 45 years back, but stop doing that. I understand you got to keep things under like three minutes to get it played on the radio, but if you're going to do an edit, do it right. I've heard this edit sounds terrible. From what I understand, they lopped off a bit over a minute. Yeah, it was like a minute and a half. And the song isn't that long to begin with. I don't know where in the world you're supposed to cut in this thing. Yeah, well, they clipped off the opening quiet part, which I can see if you're trying to get a song to play on the radio. That kind of just, mm, mm, it doesn't really grab it first until it, the song kicks in after that part. And then there's a minute and a half where it was just, I guess, faded out at the end, that they lopped off at the end. Just... Just stop it. You're not helping, obviously, since True. the single just laid there and did nothing. Kind of like a couple X's. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> my exes still listen to this, so I'm just gonna. I think we've. Uh, I think we've covered Night Rider. Got something to say about Night Rider? Then call the telephone line voicemail. Six two three eight five zero three three seven five. Call now. Great moments in Electric Light Orchestra history. Jeff Lynn explains one of the techniques he used on Evil Woman. It was out of a different song, that string bit that comes in backwards. It was out of a song called Night Rider. The string tracks off that. And uh, I played it backwards, and it was in the right key. If you enjoy this podcast, please show your financial support through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash ELOPod, or through PayPal, ELOFTMPodcast at gmail.com, or give to our Kickstarter campaign. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I did not like it at first because it was so scary, so I hold it on to Eric. And then at the third and second part, it got better. Wow, she liked it! Taste the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment Assorted Deli Meats Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word about the show by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast and get some good at patreon.com slash ELOPod. Next week, episode 046, Poker.